Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you once again this day, God, we're so thankful, Lord God, of God the day, Lord God, as the creation, Lord God, of the great artist of the universe, Lord, painted such a beautiful day. What a beautiful sunrise, Lord, this morning. And, and God, just the day, Lord God, and the beauty of it all, Father, Lord, and the opportunity to come together. God, here this morning, we thank you so much for that. God, we thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, when we can have, Lord God, request, Lord. God, and even, Lord God, when they're unspoken, Lord God, you know our hearts. God, we know all there is to know. And we thank you, Lord God, that we can just bring it to you. You said, bring me every burden. Father, we thank you for that. God, Lord God, to you, Lord God, it's not whether you want the big ones or little ones. Lord God, you said you want them all. Father, Lord God, that's love in itself. And we thank you so much, God, for that great agape love, Lord God, that you care about the finest, minute detail of our life. And God, yet you care, Lord God, about the things, Lord God, that can even rock our own world. But Father, Lord God, you're there for us regardless. Father, we thank you so much for that. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the church, Lord God, and all those, Lord God, that are here. God, we pray, Lord God, that you would just watch over not only our church family as they travel, God, but everyone, Lord God, as they're out on the highways and wherever they might be traveling, Lord. God, that you give them all safe journeys, Father, Lord God. And Lord, that we'll know, Lord God, that God, you're watching over. And God, we pray today. God, for those, Lord God, that are going through difficulty in life right now, Lord God, that they'd rather not even mention, Lord God, because it's so severe to them, Lord. God, may they realize, Lord God, that, Lord, that's what you're there for. God, you're there to remind them, Lord God, that nothing is too big that you can't take care of. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for those visiting today. God, we thank you, Lord God, for, God, just your redeeming grace, Lord God, that saved a wretch like me, Father, that's still in the saving business today. Father, we thank you through all of this, we do pray in Jesus' name, and amen. Amen. I want to start this morning by reading, yes, by getting to our church declaration. And uh, in our church declaration this morning, um, something that we have adopted here, uh, because one of the things our enemy, and yes, we do have an enemy, one of the things our enemy likes to do is grab a hold of the negative or grab a hold of the past in our lives that's not so good. To grab a hold of the doubt that's in your mind. To grab a hold of the fear that's there. To grab a hold of anything that he can use uh, to draw us away from the voice of God. Of what God can do in our lives. And we know God is changing just by these uh, testimonies today that you have heard. Uh, You know, if God can go to a a Buddhist monk uh, in such a high up and be led to Christ... uh, God can do great things. And Satan knows that too. Satan knows that he cannot do anything uh, on his own power because God has all power. So as we read our declaration today, may we be reminded that Jesus Christ said, if I set you free, you're free indeed. So my friend, I want us today is it up here. Let us do this today. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true and his word is sure. 
with God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be. I will do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Amen. We thank God for that today because uh, that is so true. And we have to remind ourselves like that each and every day. When we get that ingrained in our mind and in there so much so, you know, when the enemy comes upon us, we're going to say, wait a minute. Uh, No, that's my past. It's covered. It's under the blood. It's forgotten. It's remembered no more. But you know, when we don't think about that, when we don't dwell on that, our enemy will come and our enemy will start to tell us one thing or another and we start to listen. And then we become fearful and then we become weak. But God didn't give you that spirit. You remember that. God didn't give it a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. So we're thankful for that today. Well, uh, this morning, uh, as I said, you look around and uh, the time to come for a seat in this church today is this weekend, that's for sure. Um, Labor Day. You know, Labor Day is that weekend, if you will, that um, uh, we want to rest. Uh, It's set aside. lay aside to give us that day of rest and it's important that we do that Uh, and most people uh, working people are looking forward I've already been told by one today they could not wait till in the morning just to be able to sleep in not to be able to have to go to work right Uh, but you think about it Labor Day it's unusual and and we're going to get to our scripture in a minute it's unlike any other holiday Uh, no one has wished you a happy Labor Day have they? like they do any other holiday or anything like that or I didn't get any happy Labor Day cards in the mail and I didn't send any as a matter of fact I was in the grocery store last night and I just checked to see if there were any and no there's not so, uh, you know, it's not like our usual holidays when you'd send a card and for some reason the florists have not found a way to capitalize uh, on Labor Day to send, uh, you know, flowers or what have you. Uh, but it's not like that. Uh, we don't decorate our houses like we do around Valentine's Day or Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever it might be. We don't do any of that. And it's a weekend where you can see church attendance is one of its smallest throughout the summer because it's at last official weekend of the summer and everybody wants to as many as they can get out and do that one little weekend getaway or go and that's fine and in so doing so uh, uh, that's why Labor Day is different uh, and like I said the factory worker looks for a day off but you know it's also different uh, uh, I was traveling some uh, yesterday and um or Friday afternoon, I was traveling some, and, and I noticed that the state troopers were really, really, really out on the interstate. And uh, all through the weekend, and I thought, you know, for a day of rest, those guys are putting in a lot of OT, you know? Uh, and they, there's a lot of added stress on the many cars. That, uh, and not only that, but if you're in a nurse or any kind of the care uh, uh, industry there, uh, it's just another work day for so many people, right? But, uh, but it's also uh, is, is that day to be thankful for uh, that that we have, the job you have. You know, 
uh, you that are still working, we that are still working, uh, we have that dream job that we'd so love to have, and then we have that job we do have, right? Uh, and so we, we think about that, and we think that one of these days we'll get that. But I want to tell you this morning, if we, when we go to work, and wherever we work at, and whatever we do, uh, if we will just consider that job a blessing, I want to tell you that that's how God says, you've been faithful over a little bit, I'm going to give you a little bit more. If we, whatever it is we do, it might not be the job you want to have, but God's got a plan for your life. And he sees how you're going to hold on to and how you're going to take care of that job that you are working at now. And if you trust him, not only with being a vessel he wants you to be in that workplace, because you're there because maybe somebody in there, he wants you to reach for Christ. And if he wants you, and if he wants you to do that, and we do that, and we, whatever job it is, if we go in and we thank God for that job that we have, like I said, it may not be your dream job, but right now you've got a job. There are a lot of people today in this country here that would love to take your place. But when we're thankful for what God is doing with us in our lives and we uh, show people God's blessings upon us in our lives and whatever job we have, guess what? Your next job will come looking for you. Do you understand that? Your next job will come looking for you. I, I looked for one job in, in, in my life. And I'm, not, I'm just bragging on Jesus if I'm bragging on anything. I look for one job in my life and I, and I let them know there that I would work as hard as I possibly could for them while I was looking for my dream job. You know, man said, good enough, good enough, that's good enough for me. But God blessed me in such a way that I couldn't see that that job was going to take care of my family for much longer than I thought it would. I did not see that at that time. And you know what? Then time moved on and time came along and and somebody come and had been asking me, I want you to come and and talk to me about working for me and doing some things for me. And I kept telling them no. And finally I, I went to listen on the fact that they don't ask me no more. And I said, that's what God's been placing on my heart for the last five years to do. And I kept being told it wasn't able, it couldn't be done. And here... For five years, somebody had been wanting me to do that. And I've been saying, no, no, I can't. I can't, you know. Why? I'd gotten comfortable where I was at. When I walked in, I could set up my desk and I could take care of my people that work for me and I could do whatever I wanted to do. I had gotten comfortable. But yet I wanted something more in what I was looking for in my life. And I'm just a little personal testimony here and we'll get to our scripture. What I was wanting in my life, uh, God was trying to tell me, I'm giving you a direction. I'm showing you that that you've been praying for, that that you've been looking for. And guess what? Every time I was asked that opportunity, I'd say, no, thank you. No, thank you. Why? Maybe because I got a little too comfortable in where I was at. Maybe things were going a little too good, you know? 
But may I tell you, when I said I'd listen and I found that out, is God like saying, hey, I've been trying to tell you for five years. Once I did that, then you find where God wants you to be. Are you where God wants you to be in your job right now? You might say, I hope this is not my dream job. May I tell you today, although I've been at this job now for close to 20 years, it's not my dream job. Why? I'm dreaming for more. But are you having that dream job? Are you there? Well, you may not be, and for the most part, really, we usually aren't. But if you will do everything that God wants you to do in that job and with what he wants you to do, not only while you're there, show Christ while you're there, but what he gives you in that paycheck, honor him as well. God will bless you. God will say, if you've been able to take care of this, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. Well, but he also tells us that it's a day of rest. And we need to understand that. Over in the book, I'll get to my scripture here in a second. But I'm uh, going to be reading out of Mark. But I'm going to turn here over to the book of Genesis, the very first book. And just listen as I read <clears throat> Genesis 2, 2 and 3. Well, I'll read 1, 2. And the heavens and earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had made. Did you see that? Even God, on the seventh day, rested from what work that he had made in all the creation and everything he had done. Even God is showing us there's a time that we are to rest. There's a time that we are to rest from everything we've done. You know what? Uh, when the children of Israel, after uh, Egypt, uh, children of Israel were captured in Egypt for over 400 years, and they got out because of their taskmasters had worked so hard on them that they didn't want to rest, God created the Sabbath for them to rest, and, and they didn't even want to do that. They didn't want to rest, and we're in a society today that, my friend, people in that day of rest, let's be honest about it. When I was a little boy, most of the things that are open on Sundays were closed. Most of the things that are now open on Sundays were closed. My wife and I, a few years ago, uh, went up to Amish country. Uh, here in Ohio, you all, many of you have been up through there. And, and on Sunday morning, on our first time up there, we thought, well, uh, we'll, we'll leave out of the cottage we's in, and we'll go into town and we'll get us something to eat at one of these nice little Amish restaurants, and, and then we'll head back to the house, and guess what? <laughs> yeah. I pulled into a gas station about 45 minutes away and got us some of them little donuts and uh, orange juice. Why? They know what it is. They close down. A day of rest. May I tell you today, once again, are we getting so busy making a living we forget to make our lives? Are we getting so busy that we forget what Jesus said? Rest. Remember when he sent his disciples out on the uh, 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 lake there, and he said, I'm going to go up into the mountain and rest and pray. It's important. Well, we settle on rest so much so, and it's important that we do rest. 
May I also tell you what he did before he rested? He worked. Right? He worked. And that's what it's important for us to know today. That we need to work. When Jesus Christ called his disciples, they were all workers. They were all working in some form or fashion. He didn't call anybody that was just laying around doing nothing. He wanted somebody that was willing to work. And God still yet today wants somebody that's willing to work today. And that's what he tells us today. And I'll read here today in the book of Mark in the 13th chapter. I'll start with verse 34 and just say a few words today uh, not planning on to be lengthy here uh, but just as we turn to Mark thir- 14 and verse uh, 13 and verse 34 I want us also to realize back there in the garden uh, uh, he had told in Genesis 2:15, uh, God gave Adam a work to do in that garden of paradise didn't he in the garden of Eden he gave him a work to do So there's always a bend where there was a work for us to do. Now, why would so many people don't like work? It's because of the sin that fell upon Adam and the sin that came because we have to work from the sweat of our brow. And now people, uh, for the most part, would rather not have to work. Well, guess what? There's no silver spoon in my family. Okay? When I was growing up, my dad had every way means possible to buy me a car that I wanted, not a new one. I went to high school, and when I was in high school, there was about four boys that had brand new cars on their 16th birthday. And I thought, Dad, can I just buy this car? $900, okay, 67 Chevelle. Wouldn't you like to pay that today for one? (laughs) Dad, would you let me have this, loan me this money to buy this car? No, work. I just started my junior year in high school. Well, Dad, would you let me have this money? I'll pay you back. Get a job. Dad, I got a job. I work at a gas station after school. We'll get another job. Dad, I'm on the wrestling team. Dad, I'm on this team. And Dad, I I like the athletics and I like being a part of that. Sounds like you need to make a choice. Sounds like you need to make a choice. And you know what? He aggravated me. (laughs) But I made a choice. And you know what I decided to do? I went to my first job where I was at and asked for more hours. And he said, I really can't give you any more hours. So I got a second job. And I worked two jobs. And I got what I desired to have. And my dad come back to me and he said, now don't you appreciate that a little bit more? My friend, I'm telling you that story because work is supposed to be through God ingrained in us. So don't fight the work when we want to have it handed to us otherwise. It won't come that way. The blessing comes when you work for what God has blessed you with. The blessing will come that way and God will open doors that you won't seem imaginable. Well, let's get to our scripture here. Mark 13 and verse 34. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants. Hello. Gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh at evening, at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Lest suddenly come and he shall find you sleeping. What shall I say unto you? I say unto you all, watch. 
You see what he told him to do. The master, listen here, the master had left, but he called his servants together and gave them authority to every man his work. Every one of us has a work to do for God. Every one of us has a, a, a job, if you will, a work that we do. And for the most part, let's put it all under an umbrella. You say, well, what do I have? I don't have any special uh, ability. I don't have. Yes, you do. God gave you that ability right here. When he saved your soul, he gave you the ability to go tell what Jesus did for you. Because, my friend, it's a story that you've got to share. It's a story like the woman at the well said, Come meet a man who told me all things ever I'd done. And, my friend, he stayed there and many souls were believed, believed in him because of the testimony of that woman. We've got a job to do, and that is to go tell what Jesus wants for us. And we've also got jobs to do, whatever he wants us to do. We need to be willing to do it. So many times we think, well, I'm not able. I don't want to or whatever but I'm going to tell you something we're hard headed I just gave you the example how hard headed I was and still am for a whole lot I'll be honest I was hard headed for five years I I just knew that God was wanting me and I kept praying God uh, there's an avenue I see here how I could help people so much more God why don't you open that door and finally he said I've been trying for five years and you wouldn't listen Why? Because I didn't want to leave the comfort that I had, my comfort zone. And we each and every one, we need to have that. We need to realize. So he told us here, he said, I am taking a far journey. And he gave every man according to his several ability to work. You understand that? We, every one of us, have an ability because God put that in us. At the beginning of time, he put that in us that there was an ability to work. Some people can do things I have no idea how they're done. You know why? Because you have that ability to make that happen. You know those people that you can call upon and they know how to fix this and they know how to fix that. And then for the most part, I know how to call them up. Yeah. But some people have that kind of ability because they just know what's within their mind and they know how to do this or that and they give God glory for it and God blesses them. You and I, each and every one, have a place in the world where God has for us. And when we fit ourselves in that place, it's like a a jigsaw puzzle piece fitting in there and it makes everything look so clear now. My friend, you know you're in the right spot when God places you in the work he wants you to do. And like I said, right now you might say, well, I I, I just, uh, it's not where I need to be. But you know what you need to do? You need to start praying. You need to start praying and you need to show God that the job you do have, uh, that you're going to be the best bottle washer or whatever there was. That was my first job, by the way. You're going to be the very best one you can. And in doing so... God's going to see that. He's going to bless you with a better job. You know what I'm saying? And those people that complain about their job and they don't have this or they don't have that, my friend, I'm going to tell you something. It's because of your attitude and your work that you need to give God the glory for where you're at and thankful for what you do have and change that and realize God may have one person in there. There's a lady here in our congregation today, and I'm not going to point her out, but she'll know who she is when I tell the story. 
that about three years ago, she was in the hospital and even coded once. In three weeks, they didn't know what was wrong. Three weeks, they didn't know what was wrong. There was a cleaning lady that would come in. That was her job. Come in and clean the rooms. Cleaning lady would come in and and begin a conversation with this young lady here in our church today. Begin a conversation with her and, and she started telling her that she didn't know what was wrong, but she said, I'm just trusting in God. And she saw how sick she was in one day. Uh, She was the lady in the church. She was uh, transferred to another floor in another room. And the lady went in to find where she was and found she wasn't there. She went and found her on the other floor in the other room. And guess what? She said, I need to know about this Jesus you have. She led her to the Lord. After that moment, After that day, everything cleared up. She went home and never did find out what was wrong. (laughs) But there was a reason. Wherever it is, God has got a plan for your life. It may be in a hospital. It may be in the darkness of the Cambodian killing fields or wherever. But God has a plan. And if you obey that plan, obey the work that he wants you to do in your life, guess what? God's got somebody on the other end saying, hey, here am I. Here I am. I'm the one. That's what I'm talking about today. You know what? We need to be willing to work. There's a lot of people today willing to work, and there's a lot of people willing to let people work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something about that too. If you have the ability to work, the Scripture tells you to work. As a matter of fact, over in 2 Thessalonians, and I'll not turn to that, but over in 2 Thessalonians, about the third and fourth chapters, Paul tells the Thessalonian church not to give them any more money. Listen to cut them off. It's there. Good good Bible study. Look it up. He told them just cut them off. He said because you're not helping them by continually feeding them money when they're not doing anything else at all. They just want, want, want. So my friend, the blessing what we're getting at in today's message we're going to come to a close short. The blessing is Whatever he says unto you to do, do it. It might not be the job you'd like to have, but it's a job you do have. Okay? It's not, it might not be your dream job, but you can keep dreaming and God will give you that job. Once he sees that you're doing what you need to do with what you do have. You understand that today? Yeah. Wherever we're at, we should be a blessing in our job and whatever we're doing. Whatever it might be, my friend, you were made to be a blessing to others. Do you know that? You were created to be a blessing. When you received Jesus Christ, he gave you the greatest gift of all, and you were created to share that gift, of that, the blessing of that gift. So I ask you this morning, you here thinking about it. You might say, well, pastor, message don't really pertain to me this morning, but Thank you anyway, because I'm retired. (laughs) Listen, 
You may not be working a nine to eight or whatever hours you put in. You may not be working those hours, but God still got you here. Huh? Retirement is just a way of God saying, I've got another field for you to work in. Retirement is a way of God saying, I've got another plan for you now. My friend, I want you to know something. Every one of us, if you've got breath, God's got a job for you. If you've got work, God's got a job for you. Well, it's my health that's keeping me from God's got a job. Maybe he's going to use your ill health to do that job. Did you ever think of that? Whatever it is, huh? Well, he's not here today. (laughs) He won't mind me saying this about him either, and I know it. But Brother Kenny Payot, who sits here on the front bench, blind since about 18 months old, can't see a thing. I love picking him up on Wednesday nights for Bible study. I love hearing him sing a song. I love hearing him sing. Why? <laughs> because he's not focusing on what he doesn't have. He's focusing on what he does have and who he does have. You understand? My friends, people today in our closing thoughts of this message today, it might be Labor Day, a day of rest, <laughs> but it's also a day to give thanks to God for what you have. It's also a day to be about our Father's business and rekindle the working spirit within each and every one of us because when we have a mind to work, things get done. And when things get done, God's blessed. May I tell you something? I'm going to wait to say this, but I'm making a bold commitment right now. Before the end of next year, we're going to be in a new church building before the end of next year. Now, I I said that about four years ago that I had a a, a vision and a goal and you got to work towards your goal before it comes to reality. Well, guess what we've been working on? You might say, well, why why don't we build? (laughs) Well, guess what the bank wants? That's what we've been working on. But when we get a mind to work and to be about our father's business, we're going to see what God can do. And may I tell you today, each and every one of us, don't forget what God can do in your life. Don't forget the work God's got you doing in your life, whatever it might be. You just heard a good example. Sorry, Brother Jim, I'm not knocking on your retirement anyway. He's a young 60-ish, 70-ish. But anyway, he had just stated that every Sunday he's going to be sharing the gospel out at Eaglewood. Every Sunday. Why? He's able. He can do that. He listened to God. May I tell you, each and every one of you this morning, God's got a plan for us, okay? And he wants us to work to be about our Father's business. He wants us, each and every one, to work with what he has given us. That scripture there that I met, read there for you. He gave us the ability, and with that scripture there that I had used today, we all have the ability within us. We might have clouded it with doubt. We might have clouded it with fear. We may have clouded it with I can't. <laughs> we need to remember what Paul said. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So you're here today, be thankful for what you have. You're here today and you don't have that perfect job. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You give that job your best that you can possibly do and God's going to bless you. 
God's going to bless you along the way with something else. You're here today, you're needing a job, put your faith and trust in God, and guess what? The door's going to open to you. And I'm not throwing this pie-in-the-sky stuff out there like some preachers may. I'm telling you what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says, all right? So you do that, and you give God praise, honor, and glory, and see if he don't bless you this labor day. Shall we stand? And uh, so glad you're here, and uh, uh, come back and visit us all you can. Will you do that? Bow our heads, we'll be dismissed, and we thank God for each and every one of you. Brother Schuyler, will you dismiss us today?